and welcome to Book Sniffers, a podcast where we talk about books and stuff. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm Lindsay. Thanks for coming to the episode. Um, <laughs> we are talking about books. Sorry, I got distracted there. Uh, what book did you sniff? Um, I sniffed The Girls in the Garden by Lisa Jewell. Ooh. I sniffed uh, Love Light Farms by B.K. Borson. And what uh, what did you smell? Um, hope. In that, I hope it's uh, I hope it's a good book. Surprised you didn't say like. <laughs> I don't know anything about the balsam book, so or really... fur. It's a it's a Christmas tree farm. I don't think it's a Christmas book though. I know that sounds silly, but I'm pretty sure the person who recommended this to me was pretty adamant that this was not a Christmas book. No, I don't think it is. No. But it does, t- it's... It does take place in a Christmas tree farm. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's your book about? <laughs> um, it's like a classic Lisa Jewell. What's a classic Lisa Jewell? Um, it's like British thriller suspense mystery. This one was definitely not the best Lisa Jewell. I love Lisa Jewell, typically. This one was okay. Just okay? What's one that she's written that you really like? Um, like, what does she have one that's generally considered, like, the one? The first Lisa Jewell book that I ever read was... Oh, gosh. I have, I have to look it up. Then She Was Gone. Oh, Then She Was Gone. I think I heard of that. Um, I really liked it. It was engaging (laughs) yeah this one was okay but i found that it was i don't know like a little lackluster yeah that's a good word you know like it was it wasn't like you're just kind of like floating yeah okay uh yeah what uh have you did you read anything in the last uh since the last episode it's been about like 11 days i think since the last one i read the girls and the oh this is the book you read yeah oh shoot crazy good for you i also Read I Found You by Lisa Jewell as well. I went on a little bit of a Lisa Jewell. Two Lisa Jewells in a row? Yeah. Why am I yawning? Because it's a rainy, gloomy day. I'm going to wake up. I don't even feel tired. I'm just yawning. Oh, I feel wiped. Do ya. Um, I read... um, Did I read Fault in Our Stars the last episode? I think I did. Mm -hmm. So that would mean... I read The Guest by Mm -hmm. Emma Klein. Which we need to... Are we going to talk about that? Mm. Or... I think we're going to talk about how we feel about the book. We're not going to talk about... I really liked it. I thought it was great. I thought it was, like, very weirdly... Right. ...addicting. Like, I just... After the first chapter, I was like, eh, I don't know. But I couldn't... I was just like, where where is she going? (laughs) Where is she going to end up? The best way that I could describe the progression of this book is it's like an anxiety attack. Yeah. I felt at home. And it... (laughs) It's kind of, it made me feel like when we watched Hidden Gems, mm-hmm. where like things just keep happening and they're not like necessarily good things. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, when is this, like, when do I get to come up for air? Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. When? I'll never forget that feeling. I went to see Uncut Gems at Oh, our... is it Uncut Gems or Hidden Gems? It's Uncut Gems. Oh, um, apologies. What's Hidden Gems? I think that's something too, but I went to go see Uncut Gems at our local theater by myself one night uh when it came out and i was just sitting towards the front by myself watching this if you've seen the movie you'll know it's just 
it really is a, a, the most panic attacky movie I've ever seen. I just was not feeling well. But it's like a, a snowball way. effect where just things mm-hmm. keep happening and you're just like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And this book is very much like that. You're right. It's kind of just like, ah, oh my God, just like stop. Every, just stop. I know. Like every yeah. chapter, I was like, okay, it's got to get, like, it, things have to improve for this person. Yeah. And, it, and, and it uh, just, it, well, and, and who knows? Maybe it does. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we both just stared at each other like, what? Uh, book pickups. I think, uh, yeah, outside the guest. Like, what else did you like about that book? I liked the writing. The prose was beautiful. I really liked it the It really was. Like, it flowed off yeah. your... I know I say flow and float a lot. Those are, like, my two most used um, adjectives. But I just really... Um, it was easy to read. Like, it was engaging. It was really easy to read. Yeah. I don't know. I just found it, like, everything about it I liked. Yeah. No fluff, you know, it was just very, like, yeah, to the point. But I also have, I, I well, earlier this summer, I also got The Girls by Emma Klein. So maybe I'll read that soon. I looked for that at the bookstore today, but it wasn't there. I got it. Seems to be a harder one to find, actually, that one. Anyway, um, so, uh, did you have any book pickups this week? No. No. I took something from the library. Tell us about that. That's way better. Like our free library. Like our little free library. That's worse. I put so much out there. Tell us. What did you steal? Um, I picked up a copy of Lord of the Rings. Oh, that one. Yeah. So Lindsay and I went to go see Gypsy Kings last week, and they're a band that are just so fun. Mm -hmm. They were so fun. It was like a party. It was like a party. And we went to get a burger before at a restaurant and Lindsay pulled out the Lord of the Rings from her bag and then we read the like elvish um script at the beginning as a prayer <laughs> it was just very yes yeah you made us pray to the elves I made us well I don't think it's to the elves is it no, I guess it is actually anyway um that was really fun cool copy it was before the movies too it was. That copy came out. You can always tell because like no, no one looks like how they're supposed oh, to. Oh, it's like the coolest copy ever. Yeah. I saw it in the, the library and I was like, what is this? And then I picked it up and I was like, oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> Even though it's like a ma- it was clearly a mass paperback at yeah. the time. I love it. Um, yeah, book pickups for me, I thought uh, would really just be what I got today, which is Love Light Farms by B.K. Bohr, uh, The Woman in White by Wilkie Collins, and Rick Rubin's new book. What a name, Wilkie. Isn't that a sick name? Should we have a, a third baby just to name it Wilkie? Maybe if we get a cat, Wilkie. No. No? Wilkie owl. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we might get a cat. Come I think on, we, fill in. <laughs> we, need to, we need to go and sit in the room at the Humane Society and see how we feel. Do you know anything about Rick Rubin? No. So. Wow, what a segue. <laughs> well, I just was going to say, say, like. Linz, say something about the cat. Do you know anything about Rick Rubin? Like, I know a little bit about him. I know he's, like, he's was been really big and he's worked with some of the biggest bands ever and helping them create their best albums ever, but. Like what? Like who? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to guess. I want to say, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers were one, but I could be I totally you, making that up. I thought up. you knew something about this man. No, this is why I got this though, because every time he pops up on the on 
on the TikTok. TikTok or whatever. I love him. Like everything he's saying, I'm like, yeah, Ugh, yeah. All gonna that. show up on my phone now. Rick Rubin. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Probably. Sorry about that. But he's good though. Rick Rubin. <laughs> Rick Rubin. Lindsay's phone. Hey Siri. Rick Rubin. I think he would like what he has to say. He seems pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to read that. Oh, your Siri is doing something. Oh, suit. Suit? <laughs> I don't know if this was a great idea recording a podcast right now. Oh. I feel a little delusional. Um, Delulu? Delulu. So uh, I, we actually, so what, something that's nice about this episode is we have a bunch of questions that we're going to answer. Um, on the last episode, I put sent out a thing saying like send in questions and then it wasn't until really after we recorded that uh questions came in so now i have them all and i figured it would be a good time uh, to to read and answer some uh, um you know what i mean yeah so that's what we're gonna do uh okay so this is from mommy deegs mm. i hope i'm saying that right and this is a book everyone loves but you hate and hers is normal people. Oh, yeah, I can see that because the author, Sally Rooney, doesn't put any of the dialogue between characters in, like, quotations. So what? You, yeah. Oh, my gosh, I would hate that. Okay, that's my answer, too. But you haven't even read the book, so you can't. doesn't matter. I already don't like it based off of what you just said. Okay. I'm trying to think of another answer, though. Uh, we, I feel like I know what my answer is, but now I'm drawing a complete and utter blank. By the way, we didn't prep any of these questions. We're reading these blindly, so we didn't have any like prepared answers. A book that everybody loves. Oh, can I say an author? Yeah. Colleen Hoover. Oh, that everybody doesn't like her. I hate her. Actually, books. no. Is that fair to say? I actually think well, I don't she sells really her. well. I just don't like her books, you know? She seems really funny. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. It was still good. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I have a, if, if I've read a book that I... I haven't really read a lot of books that I didn't like, right? So... I'm trying to think of another... Like, what's like a it's a tough popular... answer for me. I'm going to say normal people based on that quotation. Oh, I have another one. The fine print. Oh, what's that? It's a romance. If tell you, us. Tell us more. I did. This is the one that I was like, I, I basically ended up doing this like play by play in my stories on Instagram of me reading this book because it was a, I don't know the proper saying because I'm going to screw it up, but it was like a, a disaster of a, a book. Disaster? The, 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 gotta be more specific what happens in this book that just we were like there's gotta be a moment you were like yep nope i'm out oh it's like i think the first one i'm trying to remember wait did i say the fine print is that the billionaires one what's the one <laughs> oh, i gotta look this up it's okay hold on no you're good i think uh was the billionaires club the one with the guys the shirtless guys that are just like ripped on it oh i don't mind those ones those ones are fine this was a different series oh this was a different series um, well, okay, while well, you do that, I'm going to ask the next question. Is that okay? Oh, wait, I got it here. Okay, go ahead. This is the second book, which was also not very good. Twisted Love. Oh, I think I heard of that one. By Anna Huang. Huang? Is that a black and white cover? The original covers were black and white with a man like that, but the one, yeah. the, um... Let me go to the other edition. Is this what, is this what you guys... Oh, shit. <laughs> I 
my phone. Is this what you guys you dropped want? My phone. No. That's what you. Is that like? I'm saying no. I didn't like the book. Let he me. He looks like an. He looks crazy. I'll show you a cover of one that I like. This is the one that I read. This is the cover. Oh, you have that downstairs, don't you? I bought it and I regretted <laughs> it. Okay, let me just read this to you. He has a heart of ice, but for her, he'd burn the world. Oh. <sighs> Alex Volkov is a devil blessed with the face of an angel and cursed with a past he can't escape. Like, basically, these people... I believe the first one is also an age gap. I don't remember. I think he's the older brother's best friend and she's the little sister and they like hate each other and then all of a sudden he's just like this domineering like get on your knees type of thing you know okay and then all of a sudden there's this like mafia side to it and you're just like what where oh i remember you telling me about this this was yeah yeah yeah, this is not no this was not like the dark mafia romance dark mafia romance owns the fact that it is dark mafia romance this was like We're we're gonna be like soft and gentle, but we're also gonna be like super dark and scandalous. And the entire time I was reading it, I was just like, <laughs> it did. I did not. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm in my mid thirties. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I, it's not working for me. You know. Totally fair, my babe. It was totally weird. fair. Yeah, it and sounds that's odd. One that like I feel too. like people on the TikTok are always like, I love this book. It's so good. I'm like, I really? Know. I don't know. Are we being haters? I hope not. It's not our intention, but that was the question. <laughs> is there a genre you will not read and why? And this is from Megan Quinney. Mm. My answer is no. I'll read anything. I can't think of like any one specific. You know, the only genre, and I don't even know if this is a genre, but it's just one that I'm never interested in is biographies. Can I say finance <laughs> does that count is that a genre i feel i don't know i'm confused now i guess it would be yeah okay maybe there are some like i wouldn't read that either um i'm gonna do a quick google search i don't know why i'm just never i've never ever been interested in a biography i just there's no but you bought pamela anderson's well that's because it was signed mm. you know what i mean <laughs> okay i'm gonna go through and you tell me if you're if you would read these obviously fiction yes mystery yes uh science fiction yes historical fiction yes thriller yes romance yes nonfiction. yes fantasy yes young adult yes literary classics yes short stories oh yeah memoir mm-hmm. i think pamela anderson's is more of a memoir um because she's alive whereas <laughs> biography is when they're dead right is it Oh my gosh, I'm learning. Um, are there more essays? I'm skipping over a bunch. Okay, essays are one. I don't. I don't care about essays. Um, <laughs> maybe I do. I don't even know. Let's oh, maybe you example. mean autobiography? Do you mean autobiographies or do you mean biographies? Um, I just mean in general. I have no interest in really reading Ooh. about one specific person's life. Speculative, like speculative fiction. Cool. Social science. Um, yeah, we can probably pass on that. (laughs) (laughs) Travel literature. Are you still going? (laughs) Okay. All right. So maybe there are some genres that I wouldn't read. (laughs) Yeah. Good question. Okay. But what if there was a biography that came out 
my table so squeaky. And that biography was written. I think it's the things on your desk that are squeaking. I think I fixed it. Here we go. I think it's your blood pressure machine. Stop it. <laughs> um, okay. Question. You said like you wouldn't really read a biography because you don't really like them. But what if who's a person that you like absolutely find fascinating and think is like the coolest ever? Taylor DeWall. So what if what if Lauren wrote a biography about Taylor? You wouldn't read All right, that? I'd read that one. Yeah, okay. I'd read one about Clay. I'd read one about my friends. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's move on. Let's move on. Would you what did you have a genre you wouldn't read? finances finance fair enough okay this person asks can i listen to your podcast without reading the books first are there spoilers so i feel like we try to avoid spoilers as much as possible we definitely do try to avoid spoilers but they do happen accidentally sometimes but they're always in my opinion quite minor you know Mm -hmm. we're never fully out full out spoiling we're not like this is the ending of the book yeah, we might accidentally kind of say a little bit too harshly how we feel about a specific ending, which maybe might indirectly give something away, but um, we try. We really try not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you think sound? Uh, do you think of soundtracks for the books you're reading whilst you read them, or just me? Hmm. I've never done that. Nope. I can can't say that. Say right I've never done that. I have seen books that post or post. Geez, that have. Um, that's from NDAF one one. A soundtrack posted at the front of the video so that you can go and like go on Spotify and like listen to the playlist that the author has created. Oh, do authors do that sometimes? That's kinda cool. I feel like it's more of an indie author type of thing, and I've primarily seen it with a lot of romance books. I have a really hard time listening to music and yes. reading. I've I've tried it a few times because I'm like, it seems like it would be really nice, but oh, dude, I, put I get on, distracted, even just with the instrumental stuff. I put on a Studio Ghibli like lo fi like soundtrack one night while I was trying to read and it just put me to sleep. <laughs> oh, here's one. Um, this is from I smoke tea mm. <laughs> or is smoke tea. Mm. You never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So a book that you would like to gift your children when they get older and that you think could be passed to the next generation and so on, kind of like a family jewel or something like that. Ooh, I have a few books that I've purchased over the years. Mm-hmm. That I'm saving for the kids. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you have an example of one? Yeah. Or is it a secret? No. Um, like, I got a, an original copy of uh, Charlotte's Web that I want to sit and read with Otis one day. And I got one called... I'm looking it up so I don't... I feel like we just got up. really quiet. Sorry. That's okay. I think it's because I'm sleepy. I'll let you look that up. My answer is pretty easy. I would. I have a signed copy of uh, Cujo mm. by Stephen King. Oh, you're like going like hardcore, like. Yeah, well, I mean, in terms of like a family jewel sort of passed down, like of all, all the books I own, that is definitely the most like valuable. Mm. And um, so I would, you know, I would just say it in terms of like. I don't think I have passed down the generations. That might be a cool one because I think I think once all is said and done, Stephen King is probably going to be remembered as one of the greatest um, authors of all time. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't. Will he be on the level of some authors we remember from the past? Um, I don't know. I I think yes, personally, but Yeah. yeah. So that's that's probably one for me. Okay, I feel like my answer doesn't. No, your answer is perfect. What is it? 
Well, no, I'm like, I've been collecting books that I want to read with the boys. Yeah. Like, you know. Well, those are sometimes better. That's actually like, mine is just purely. And then I want to, like, I want them to hold on to them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I picked up a copy of a book called Pax, P-A-X, mm-hmm. by Sarah Pennypacker. Sweet name. Um, and it's illustrated by John Classen. And we read, like, John oh, Classen's the Klassen. author of, like, Where Is My Hat? I Want My Hat Back. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it's called. Um, but this is, like, a chapter book. And cool. I just have, like, things like that that I've been collecting. No, that's sweet. Sometimes those, like, mine mine is just, like, sheerly based on cool cool factor and, like, valuable factor. Mm. So I think sometimes those family jewels that don't have any, like, monetary value to anybody else are way cooler, honestly. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, only valuable to you. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for that question. Moving along. What's a book you've read knowing nothing about it going in, but you were blown away by it? And that Ooh. is from I Am Case Sensitive. <laughs> um... Braiding Sweetgrass. Didn't know anything about that one going in? Mm-mm. And you loved it. I, I know you love that one. Good answer. I think for me, probably The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Obviously, I had no idea what that was about. I knew it was a fantasy book, but other than that, I just stuck. Uh, it was one of the early, early pickups when I started reading, and I just thought the cover was so sick. You know, yeah. like the two peaks and the guys with the big swords. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this all? What's going on here? And I loved it long friggin book though um okay if you could read a book for the first time again which one and why you can only pick one if i could read a book for the first time again mm-hmm. hmm. <laughs> that was a pause i'm gonna say uh mine is the one that i just read this year so it's kind of a i don't know if that is weird um because it's pretty fresh still, but I would say eleven twenty two sixty three for me. I would love to read that for the first time again, just because there were so many moments in that book where I was like, ah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just a really fun journey. I think I would go with like a classic. Yeah. Like Pride and Prejudice or Persuasion. I was going to guess you were going to say Pride and Prejudice because you... I've read that book. for that book. Well, I've read it so many times, but I think the first time I read that I was in high school. So I don't think I fully appreciated it as much as I do now. So I think it would be really cool to read it again for the first time. Hmm. I love it. Um, What's your favorite candy? Mm. Carrie Lynn wants to know. Candy. This is like, okay, this is where I tend to overthink things. This is like excluding chocolate, right? Like we're talking like sugar candy. That's I get confused too. Does candy, does chocolate count in the candy verse or is that a separate thing? I always struggle with this. If I had to pick a candy, like a sugar candy. I mean, chocolate is sugar basically, right? Yeah. Let's go, let's go non-choc. Okay. Just to, just to simplify it. I got to think of mine. I don't, off the top of my head. I would say for you, my guess would be gummy bears. Yeah, is that kind of a boring answer? I do love gummy bears. I don't think it's boring. I think it's just classic. Yeah, I'm going gummy bears or those Coca-Cola bottles. Ooh, I do love the Ooh, like Haribo. I love Haribo bears. Haribo's good, but I also like those. I don't know if you can even find them anymore, but you remember you used to go to like Max Milk and there would be a bucket of the buckets of candy and they'd have the Coca-Cola bottles and there were some It was always the penny candies and you could like fill a bag and it was like nothing. Whatever those Coca-Cola bottles were. They were like way 
Che- uh, what's the opposite of chewy? Gummy. So gummy. <laughs> so gummy. Because like the Haribo ones, I like, but I'm not. They're they're chewy. Like they're hard. Yeah. I find which is so fine. You find a fresh bag. Yeah, I guess. But I find they're like ninety percent of the time they're gonna be kind of hard. I think. Um, I think. What is? Mine? I still love Haribo, but you know. Anyway. I think I have to go gummy bears. I don't know. We're I feel both like... going gummy bears. Cute. Okay. I don't know. We're in love. What are you gonna do? Uh, okay. Are you a mood reader? Yes. Yes. Thank you for that question. <laughs> What's your thoughts about annotating books? I've done it. What's your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it. I think it comes down to the book. I wouldn't do it for every book. And sometimes when I read a book, I'm like, I like, okay, so for example, Braiding Sweetgrass, I wish that I had annotated that one while I was reading it. Is that because you just want to go back and remember some meaningful yes. thing someone said? or Yeah, specific parts. That's so, cool. That's cool. Different things like that. I've done it, like when I was in high school, I would do it and I would underline things because I'd have to go back and like include specific parts in like, um, what were they called? Book reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also done it with just like the sticky notes and then I have like a legend. That's cool. I've never done it, so I can't really say. So, you know, I just, it to me, it looks like a hard way to read i feel like i would just be like i really like just fully shutting off the brain when i'm reading and just like trying to melt into the book as much as possible and i feel like if i was thinking about like all the things i need to mark down and circle and highlight while i'm reading it i would just it wouldn't be as fun an experience but Mm -hmm. i've also never done it so i can't really say uh that for sure that i don't like it The, the farthest i've gone is when i'm reading and i read a line or a uh, paragraph that I really love, I'll write it down in my notes. Mm-hmm. But that's like maybe once, one time a book, <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. not even. So that's as far as I go with annotating. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool. Some some people like their annotations, you look at the side of their book and it looks insane. Like there's 4,000 colored sticky tabs coming out and it's just like, how, what, what did you even, what I did think, you do? I think it also comes in really handy if you're reading a massive fantasy series and say something like monumental happens in like book one and you're like i feel like this is going to be important later on in the book series then it's good to like remember where that was if you need to go back and like refresh yep i love your memory okay this is a question probably well actually no this this could be this is for both of us for sure uh if you could only read one more stephen king book which one would you be picking you only got one more to read, and then you can't read anymore. Mm, I think for me it would be Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot, interesting, because you've never read it, right? I've never read it, and I want to read it. I I would. I really like Pet Cemetery, and I read that when I was in high school. But I feel like I'm not ready to reread that. Yet. Yeah, fair enough. I would pick the stand just because i haven't read the stand and it's the last like main stephen king book i need to read mm. and then i've kind of kind of gotten to all the big ones except for the green mile gotta do the green mile green mile and the stand and then i'm like then i feel like i can create a pretty solid top 20 stephen king books yeah uh from from me so love it yeah i i kind of want to read the stand this year i want to read it before the end of the year but it's you know i'm reading lonesome dub right now it's a, which is a pretty girthy book uh, the stand is insanely long. When so. are you going to finish The Count of Monte Cristo? I'm 
eventually. <laughs> I, it's still pretty fresh in my head, actually. I'm, I really enjoy it. It's just, I put it on my TV here, uh, uh, like, probably, what, six months ago? No. And five months, four months ago? I would say, Three? like, two months ago. Two months ago? Oh, really? Okay, so, yeah, it's just been sitting You're... there for... Your my, perception my time perception is there's no way it was two months that's been sitting there for a long 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 time it, look at the dust on this <laughs> um okay what do you do for a living i am <laughs> you love answering this question. Uh, i hate answering this question i dye yarn for fiber arts And I sell it. <laughs> Give us more. Like what? Give us more. No. <laughs> <sighs> I'll never forget that one time I had to go do blood work. And the lady that was doing my blood work was like, so you're here like on a weekday. Like, what do you do for work? And I was like, oh, I'm a yarn dyer. And she's like, oh, wow. She is there like a big market for that? I'm like, yeah. And in my head, I'm thinking, why is she like, why is this like such a weird thing? Like what? Well, it's and, a weird ass job. And then she was, she thought that I said that I dyed urine. <laughs> so she's like, so like, where do you sell that? Like how, like urine. do people, do people give you their urine? And I was like, my, their urine? I'm like, no, I dye yarn. Like for knitting and crocheting, like wool that comes from sheep. She thinks you're like trying to get people out of. She thought I was selling. She thought that I was selling dyed urine on like the black market. That's amazing. It's the most bizarre conversation of my life, and ever since then, I'm like, ugh, I just don't want to answer this question. Someone's got to do it. It's got to exist somewhere. I'm sure it does. Okay. What do you do? Oh yeah, I uh, take pictures. Wow. Yeah. Of what? You can uh, uh, mostly of weddings. Thanks for asking. People. People, mostly people. Uh, weddings are kind of like the career and then everything else is the, for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, nautical, nautical, nautical studios. If you want to check it out, nauticalstudios.com. Next question. Wow. Should I plug my? Yeah. No. Hello, Stella. Fibers. Fibers. At hello, Stella Fibers. Phone number. No. <laughs> you don't even know my phone number. 416. <sighs> I'll leave it there. Okay, favorite book to movie adaptation. I gotta go Shawshank Redemption. There's so many. I mean, that just because that one is the most like wildly incredible adaptation. Although, man, Killers of the Flower Moon. Can we do like was fantastic? Can we do, can, we saw Killers of the Flower Moon, by the way, guys. Can we do like our good. top five in no particular order? Top five? In like no particular order. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Me first. You all five at once. Okay, in no particular order. This is five off the. Yes, this is in no particular order. This is not like me ranking them my favorite to my least favorite. I can't do that. I can't commit to that. This is no particular order. You got this. Jaws, High Fidelity, Pride and Prejudice, Persuasion, and Killers of the Flower Moon. Man, how'd you do that? That was really good. I don't know. I'm going to just leave it with Shawshank. <gasps> oh, another really good one. Yeah. Me Before You. What's Me Before You? Oh, it's so sad. Have I seen that? Have I read that? No, but I saw it with your mom and your sister, and we were all sitting in the theater at your sister's old apartment building, 
and we were all sobbing. Like, you we're watched all, it like, in the theater of an apartment building? Your sister's apartment building. Oh, cute. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> uh, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, what else? You have to do yours. I'm just doing Shawshank. Oh, that's another one. Okay, I'm adding that one too. Seven. That's my top seven. Ooh, seven. Seven? I got seven. Wait, say, seven the movie? No. I'm adding. Seven. I'm adding Me Before You and Shawshank Redemption. And Shawshank. To my five. So now I'm at seven. I mean, The Green Mile is also pretty cool. <laughs> you're so passionate about this topic. It's come up a few times before. And you're always like, you're always very. Because uh, there are some that are just not good. Like? Um, I don't want to answer that right now. Come on, give us one. Um. Oh, what about Lord of the Rings? Oh. That's a doy. <laughs> That's my answer now. Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter? I never read the books. I'm sticking with Lord of the Rings. I mean, But wait, you it, read It doesn't get it doesn't get much better than Lord of the Rings. But you read the books for Harry Potter and you've seen the movies. How do you feel about the movie adaptations? They're fantastic. Okay. Would you put those movies? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. You look like the Exorcist. <gasps> oh, oh. The Exorcist. The Shining, maybe. Misery. <gasps> Misery. The Kathy Mist. B, Jurassic Park. The Mist. The Mist is like very heartbreaking. No Country for Old Men. I didn't read it. I didn't either. <laughs> but I do love the movie. Shoot, dude. The Little Mermaid. Oh my god, you remember that one? <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Oh yo, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> He's so good. Okay, moving on. We are not on drugs. <laughs> okay. Not sure if it's been asked, but when do you usually make time to read as parents? This is from Born a Bookworm. Um I try to read before bed every night. I mm-hmm. usually fall asleep. I listen to audiobooks while I work. Yeah. And if I need to tune out the chaos of my kids sometimes, I just put my headphones on. I love that. uh, I'm kind of the same. I get most of the physical reading done uh, at night in bed. Um, Is there something, is there like carbon monoxide in here? Are we good? Open your window, okay. 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 so yeah, I read most of uh, <laughs> most of it at night. Open your and, window, uh, crack translated to open your window a foot. That's at least a foot and a half, I would say. <laughs> Let's go with that. What was I freaking talking about, Lindsay? This is the worst episode we've ever done, and I love it. Okay, I'm gonna say I get most of my reading done at night in bed. Um, I love. It's probably my favorite time to read. You can just really like sink into it but because of my job when i'm exporting um you know a full wedding or uploading a full wedding or doing something like that my computer basically goes on shutdown mode for a solid hour sometimes even longer than that and so when my computer is on shutdown down mode and i can't really do much else i will sometimes just read for that little stretch uh, up here at my desk and that's quite enjoyable as well wow i love that for you and i mean we both we're kind of um we're kind of lucky like we both work from home uh, both of our kids are in school, so uh, we do we do have time. You know, as busy as life is, we do we do have time. 
to read um, during the day? Like just yeah. I'm not physically reading a book during the day. I'm just I, yeah, I know. I'm just I know. What makes you dislike a book? What makes me dislike a book? <laughs> yeah. Um pregnancy. That's a Surprise, trope. That's a trope. Surprise pregnancy. That's a trope. Um if the characters are unlikable, if the grammar is not if it's not well written, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um just basic things like that, I think. Okay, fair enough. I'm kind of the same way. I, all I can think about now is when you said that thing about normal people and not having the quotations. I think if I ever read a book like that, I would immediately Okay, be... but that book is really good and Oh, it is good. The series. Okay. The series on Prime. Oh my god. So good. Really? <sighs> I'm trying to think of anything else. I don't really know off the top of my pop what uh what else makes me dislike books. I guess, yeah, if I just don't really care about any of the characters. That's always the most important thing for me. I need just, like, one character to latch on to. Yeah. Um, and if I, if I, you know, so to be honest with you, I was reading The Troop by Nick Cutter, and uh, I got a half about halfway through, and people love that book. It gets some pretty pretty high praise from people who have read it, and I just, it might be a DNF for me. And I feel dumb. Like a hard I, DNF or a soft DNF? I don't know DNF. if it's a hard DNF, but it's a, probably a DNF for now. I just don't really, like... For me, I just I don't really care about any of them. Yeah, honestly, and so when I feel like that, it's very tough for me to to continue on. I need at least one character that I love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I find that does typically happen, but not with that one. Um, will you finish a book even if you hate it? Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so question. I used to do this. The, my answer is no. Um, I used to finish books, and I used to kind of just like suffer through it. Now I will give a book. I usually give a book 100 pages, and if I don't care about the book after 100 pages, I will move on. I think 100 pages is super fair. Like, that's a super fair shake. I'm pretty sure Evan of Book Reviews Kill said that he will give a book 75 pages or something like that. And if he's not, like, super into it at 75 pages, he's, like, But I've also there's too, I've, there's too many other things to enjoy. There's very – it's not very often, but I have, like – I remember specifically one time reading a book in bed mm-hmm. and be like every page I was like, what is happening? Why am I reading this? And I think I called it at like 50 pages. Amazing. Um, sorry. I'm just trying to find the next uh, question. We probably just got a few more here. Mm-hmm. Um, how many books do you read in a month? That kind of fluctuates for me. Oh, it definitely fluctuates for me. Yeah. Like, I would say average between three and seven. I Like, I'm kind of all over. I read a shit ton in May. Like, I think in May I read, like, 19 books. And since then, I think I'm averaging two books a month. May was... I remember you read, like, almost 20 books in May. Yeah. That was... uh, I'm starting... I'm trying to come out of my reading slump. I don't know. I've hit, like, a slump. You have hit a bit of a slump. I've noticed. Yep. Is it... You're giving me the sigh. Is it? Is there like? Um, there's actually another. There's a question here. What gets you out of a reading slump? Branching um, out. How do you? Yeah. How do you get out of a reading slump? By from uh, Michelle. So I branch out. Like I was so heavily into romance and reading romance books that it kind of got to the point where I was just like, oh. Um. So I switched out of romance and I just started reading a lot of nonfiction and then I moved on to reading just like broad spectrum fiction now i'm kind of into my thriller suspense era i could feel myself moving back into the fantasy romance 
genre. I think we're all excited for you to get back there. Back to the... People want to read, hear about, like, two wiener dragons from you. Maybe I should read The Kraken Sacrifice. It's just, like, a short one. Read it. I'll read it with you. Gonna... Do I need to read The Dragon Bride first? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Well, you don't have to, but it is, like, the first one in the series. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I guess for me, getting out of a book's uh, reading slump is, I think, kind of the same thing you just said. Just kind of switching it up, yeah. you know? Because oftentimes I, I'll read, like, just a lot of Stephen King. And um, after, like, four, maybe five in a row, I've found I'll be like, whew, <laughs> like, I need yeah. I need a switch up or I'm probably just not going to continue on. Um, so that's probably the best advice we have for that. Um scariest book you've ever read is a good question for me i think it would be oh man i don't know what's do you have an answer for that one scariest book you've ever read no (laughs) i've I've read thrillers but i don't find them like they're not scary see the thing the thing with books is you know i love scary books and i love being scared but i think with books it's very hard to get it's, genuinely like like the the kind of scared you feel watching a horror movie where you, you get tense and you're like ah. so you know like, it's it's a different kind of scared it's like a yeah like i'm not i'm like you're scary not scary movies like, ah. are different because you literally don't know what's coming like you kind of you can guess what's coming or you, and it goes you know, fast too yeah and th- it catches you off guard whereas i feel like with books you can kind of skim them or like i don't know there's like nothing really f- frightening about turning a page yeah it's I, I feel the same way like I, i've had books that like you know freak me out or i'm kind of like oh man like it's more of like an unnerving kind of scared i feel like, like you're it, not gonna be like ah maybe if it was like a psychological horror psychological horror, then that would yeah. probably get under my skin but i think we'll keep you posted on that answer because i'm gonna i'm i'm very interested in books that are scary mm. and so i want to read i want to i want to discover a book that just actually makes me uncomfortable um okay so you know i've read some scary stuff the yellow wallpaper i thought was really cool um that's a short story right that's a short story i mean the exorcist was great uh all the stephen king stuff is incredible but i kind of find all that stuff just more fun than anything if i'm honest right now so i'm probably not the right person to ask um and i think that might wrap it up my dear Mm -hmm. i think we uh we are at the last question there so um thanks for sending all those in uh that takes a lot of work off of our shoulders in terms of what we have to talk about (laughs) so that was nice Mm -hmm. um and i think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there uh i gotta i'm gonna clean the house i think Mm. love it yeah got laundry to do eh so much like holy smokes i'm gonna i'm gonna go nuts on the laundry right now that's my plan okay your plans for the rest of the day i would like to go sit and knit yeah do it okay so i'm gonna go out sniffing uh rick rubin (laughs) (laughs) i wonder Um, what he smells like i literally only have lisa jewel so i guess i'll do i found you you did do a different lisa jewel yeah i'll switch it up did you like i found you more Mm, it's okay okay we're not high on lisa jewel i guess it's like with a lot of authors they tend to follow a formula Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's basically like, I don't know, if you just, if you want like cozy British suspense mystery novels, then it's a good safety net. 
You ready to sniff? I'll just read a quick quote from this um, Rick Rubin book. The ability to look deeply is the root of creativity. To see past the ordinary and mundane and get to what might otherwise be invisible. I did a really bad job reading that, but I like that quite a bit. I think I'm going to like this book a lot. And I'm going to sniff it, and we're going to see you next time. Um, Thanks again for listening. This has been Book Sniffers. I'm Nick. I'm Lindsay. And...